0: Don't auto file lender emails, right? Like we're supposed to be experts. It's our job to be brokers in this industry, right? To know our products. Like that's specifically your job. I think it's more important than doing like TikTok content to time block yeah. and read your lender's emails. Know those products, even if you're picking five to start, but yeah. know those products inside and out. Know what you're able to tell your client because it's going to help you retain even if there's one lender that does slightly something different and where you can make that client fit. Right. So I read every single one of my lender emails right. and I do this full time. I do it all day long, but I time block and I read those emails and I make a point of it because there could be one little thing that literally changes me getting a deal approved or not approved.
1: The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford on I love mortgage brokering. How to get a 600% increase in the response rate that you get from your emails that's what we're going to be talking to Leslie Morris today on this show. There's two amazing things I love about this conversation. First is we dive into comparing SMS campaigns versus email campaigns. And at the end of this episode, I'm going to share with you some stats on the differences between the two, which are just mind-blowing. And the second cool thing that I picked up from my conversation with Leslie was she created a unique role called a director of WOW. And so it's technically business development. And Leslie's been in the business a long time and realized that, hey, one of the best source of business is my current clients and referral partners. But how do I, if I'm a busy mortgage broker, working files, solving problems and files as you know problems have gotten harder on files how do i do that so she created this role what she calls a director of wow which is for business development and man i absolutely love this concept so much so actually that we're going to have this for our brokerage because i think it's just a brilliant idea a way to engage with the people in your business right your customers and so at the end, I'll also share with you eight different strategies. If you decide to apply this director of WOW, I'll share with you eight different things you can get them to do to help you grow your business. My name is Scott Packford. from am of I Love Mortgage Brokering and Bricks Mortgage. And you're listening to the I Love Mortgage Brokering podcast. And I absolutely love talking to smart people like Leslie because I'm always looking for ideas. What's that angle? Sometimes it's reminders, frankly, if I'm honest with you, because it's like, oh, right, yes, I used to do that and I need to do it again. Or I need to keep doing that. And sometimes it's brand new ideas. And so I knew SMS was way more powerful. And sometimes I just needed to see it like blatantly obvious, which is what's gonna happen in my conversation with Leslie. Before we jump into this episode, I wanna give a shout out to our title sponsor, Finmo. Finmo is a Canadian mortgage application, document collection, submission platform designed specifically for Canadian borrowers. It's very easy to use. So it's got some cool features like smart docs. It knows what documents the clients need based on their application. It's got smart submission notes. It knows what to, Put in the notes from the application to send to your lenders. And it's connected to Lender Spotlight, which is the best tool for researching rates and guidelines. Check them on the slash FINMO. Hey, Leslie, welcome to the show.
0: Hey, Scott, nice to meet you. Happy to be here.
1: Nice to meet you too. Yeah. And so tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got in the mortgage business.
0: Yeah. So I got in the mortgage business about 22 years this coming February. I actually started off at City Financial. So wasn't a lot of fun, high interest rates and all that kind of stuff. So I was looking for something very, very high pressure sales too. So -hmm. I was looking for something different, right? So there was this posting to be a mortgage administrator with OMAC mortgages. So I applied for that and I got that job about 22 years ago, again, February, got my broker's license two years after that, so about 20 years ago now, and then was maintained like running offices for at that point in time, which was my boss ended up turning into my partner, but I ran about five of his offices for several years until joining Dominion Lending about 12 years ago, and then taking my own office eight and a half years ago.
1: Right. So So tell me a little bit about if you don't mind sharing your own personal kind of production and team and stuff, just so people get a sense of kind of where you're at. I want to touch on or talk about how your volume is not down and most people's is. And so we're going to dive into that. But maybe just before we do, talk about your team and your volume and stuff.
0: Yeah. So when I took over the office eight and a half years ago, we were doing about 12 million a year. So it wasn't so bad, but not really a lot, you know, that you can live off of and have a functioning team. So that year, I grew from twelve million to forty-four million within Dominion Lending, still on my own. I ended up adding another team member who I'd worked with in the past at OMA. So we teamed up, and then from there, I've grown to twenty-four licensed agents two admin. My own personal volume sits around fifty-five million this year which is on par with last year. And then my team as a whole does about $200 million.
1: Right. Amazing. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you're basically going to repeat last year, which yeah. the market's down 35 40%. So yeah. what are some of the things you think you're doing that has helped prevent that?
0: Yeah, so when we saw that rates were going to be going up at that point in time, instead of worrying about how I was going to scale down my business or maybe worrying about salaries that were going out, I decided to actually add to my staff. So I hired, we call her my business development manager, but a director of wow. I guess this is an easy way to say it. So it was her specific job to actually stay in touch with our clients, to keep them informed, right? And which was the best way to do that? So she started with email campaigns. She calls the clients. We send out SMS campaigns just to keep in touch with them and let them know that we're here for them. Not necessarily that we're looking to redo their mortgage, but if they have mortgage questions, if they have mortgage concerns, that we should be their go-to, that they're coming to us first, right? So we started that right when we started to see the rates going up. And we've just found that it really, it's allowed our business to stay on par when most businesses are down, right? So when clients are stressed out, when they are worried about financing, is there something we can do, right? Even if it's maybe getting a second mortgage at some of our great lenders, like just to consolidate that debt, give them that payment relief while rates are going up, right? So we've tried to stay ahead of them, try to be that voice of calm. Trying to let them know that even though like things are awful right now, you call us and we're going to do whatever we can to help you. So right. I really think that that has been such a huge part of why we're still on par.
1: Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. So I love this thing that you called director of Wow. So what yeah. inspired you to go like basically invest in people and even in that? And, you know, most people weren't thinking of that.
0: Yeah. So I would say like one of the huge parts of, you know, being in this industry and making sure that you're one of the most high producing agents is continuing education, right? Doing focus groups with like-minded individuals, with people that are in the industry, right? So I'm part of this next level group with Dominion Lending, which is the top 50 agents across the country. And in that group, it was actually recommended by our president, Eddie, and Gary Morris that to do this director Wow, that this is a good start, right? And, you know, even though I was nervous about where the market was going, I thought, you know, I'm just gonna dive both feet in and see what happens. And, you know, hire someone and get them to start doing this, right? So it was a great recommendation that I was given. So listening to people in the industry, and you, did it
1: though, but you know, 49 other people heard that potentially, but not all of them did it. Yeah. And so that's yeah. it's always the yeah. action. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it, then how did you figure out what to get them to do? Depending on where somebody's at in their business this is something to consider. So what yeah. did you start to get them to do? And what did you start? And I want to find it with the evolution of what you've changed and improved as you've been doing this.
0: Yeah. So again, I took the advice of people who already had one, right? So we started off with a script in this group, right? This is what they were having their director of WoW do and the success they've seen from that. Throughout that process, like everyone has their different sort of CRM models they use. Some are really intense, some not so much, but right now my team focuses a lot just using the Velocity CRM, right? Yeah. So that's the platform that I'm on. So I tried to make her an expert in that, right? So anything that it's missing, anything that we don't see that it has, it's been her directive to actually figure out how do we touch our clients the most using these CRMs, right? Make them work to the best of their ability. So I have really progressed her from just picking up the phone and calling those clients and trying to do like mortgage checkups to trying to also touch them differently, right? So we'll do the phone call, we'll do an email. And then from there, Velocity started having the ability to do SMS campaigns right? So it's not my own phone number. It's a phone number that's provided to us from Velocity, but we introduced ourselves to our clients. We let them know that they have a new way to get a hold of our office, that even if they can't get a hold of me, they can get a hold of anyone if they have any questions. So we sent out that text, got great response from it. And we've noticed that when we do send out something asking for a mortgage checkup or saying a happy birthday or letting them know what's going on with interest rates, we get so much more messages back from the smm so so many more people text us back they want those calls they want us to connect with them they want to book the appointments comparatively maybe three emails we'll get responses on SMS, like, okay so
1: might, give me some number i totally agree like when you think about yeah. i see every text i don't see every email even right like, so how many emails would you guys send when you're sending email campaigns and then how many texts just
0: yeah so the email campaign would go to everybody right so like how big is your list 100. would you say Yeah, hundreds. Like I'm not sure of my total number. I'd have to ask my director wow, how many people we have in that database?
1: But it could be Um, up to a thousand because you've been doing this a long time. Right. Absolutely. And then text message. Would you send a text to
0: everybody or just strategically? Yeah, we do it strategically, right? So when we were sending out the number to introduce ourselves using this new phone number, because a lot of people actually do have my cell phone. So this is a different way to connect with us. That went out to everybody. Now when we actually do our campaigns, we will be strategic And is it going to our variable rate clients and people that are still variable? Is it going to our renewals? Is it going to our birthday people? So it doesn't necessarily go to everyone now that we've actually started our campaigns. But we did one recently where we were asking for a mortgage check. So we did anybody who has a mortgage coming up within the next couple of years and are nervous about the increasing rates. So we sent that out the night before. By 11 a.m. the next morning, we already had 15 responses by text message asking for appointments. Right. By the next day, we had 30 appointments in. Right. We never see that kind of response through our email right. campaigns, right? So it's just no, so you'd, many you'd Like people. No, you, you
1: wouldn't, yeah, they see the text and it's like, yeah. okay, love that. So what other campaigns have you tried via SMS?
0: So we do all our happy birthdays that way now as well. So I actually get a lot of people responding back and saying, oh, I was thinking about you last, you know, like maybe we can set an appointment because I just have some questions about my mortgages. So we do happy birthdays. We do when the prime rate's going to increase. So our president, Eddie, and our chief economist, they do a call every time there's a Bank Canada meeting. So we invite people to that, just really anything we can think of. And you don't want to like flood people with too many SMS. You don't want to be asked to be removed, right? So you've really got to stagger it on how many times you're going to touch them, what you're going to say on it. And is it valuable? Are they going to get something out of it? Or are they going to feel annoyed? If we feel they're going to feel annoyed, we don't send it out. And we tend to wait just, you know, two months or so, every six weeks, every eight weeks, just to kind of touch them again. But not be overwhelming so that they don't ask us to take them off a list that we want them on, right? Right.
1: And then, okay, what other kind of things have you got your director of WOW to do? So I love the idea of getting them to basically manage your database, whatever the software Mm -hmm. program. So know that backwards and forwards. One, two, obviously some phone scripting, phone calls, running these SMS campaigns. What other things do you get them to do?
0: So she actually does the same sort of thing, but with all my referral partners. So they're also touched so many times a year. We send out gifts. We just, we're going to be doing our winter package soon, but we did a summer one where we sent out a beach volleyball, a Yeti, some sunglasses, branded sunglasses, all these different things to referral partners throughout the year, right? So not that we're actually going in and asking for business, but we're just letting them know, you know, we're still here. So that when I do go in and I ask for the business, they're like, oh, you know, Les, I had this and the kid loved my beach volleyball and we did all these things, right? And it just stays connected with your referral partners. So she treats them the same way that she would treat my clients because they're just as important, right? We got a lot of those clients from these referral partners. We want to let our referral partners know that they're important to us, that we're thinking of them, especially that financial planner. So they're going through a lot right now as well, right? So just, you know, a little bit of joy throwing into their life every so often. That's her job, just making them think happy thoughts when they think about my office,
1: right? right? So So, referral partners, what other things have you had the director of Wow do?
0: I think that we're coming up on the extent of everything she does for me. It's a pretty intense job like staying on top of the is it database. A full-time job? It's a full time job. Yeah.
1: Full time position. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, they, she's do also they need to be licensed.
0: For this or- my admin. She is licensed. Yes. Right. So all both my admin are licensed. It's just a policy I have in my office. So I have my office manager who does all my client follow-up and my lender follow-up and does the docs, like all our packages and all that kind of stuff. My director of WoW is trained to actually do his job as well just so that right. they can replace each other if needed. So she's been trained on that as well. So it's been a lot for her to learn in, in a year and a half. And every day we're growing, every day we're changing. We're looking at doing a when your mortgage sweepstakes, right? So right now she's working with the people who manage my website to see if we can't put a contact card on there and, and gather information. And not necessarily that we're doing the mortgage, but that we just want to gather some details, right? So who's your right. mortgage with? When's your mortgage up for renewal? right? Just to build our database and make that stronger. And so that's currently what she's working on. And yeah. Right. Yeah. I I love that idea. Okay.
1: So what type of business are you doing right now? So your business is obviously the purchase volume is down, but is it purchases, refi, switches, early renewals? What are you typically seeing?
0: So right now we're seeing a lot of switches and refinances, right? So it's really an extreme between people still qualify or they just need our help. This year is an interesting year for me because for as long as I've been doing it, I've always found, you know, you could have that handful of lenders and those are the lenders that you go to and you don't really need to kind of look outside that little pool of lenders you have. But this year for me, and even like nearing the end of 2022, it's been a lot of actual brokering, right? Mm -hmm. Where I have to find the solution and my business is all over the place on where that client fits and what box that fits in. So this year made it a real point to do side by side comparisons on different products lenders offer. Whether that's like a net worth and those five lenders that we have that offer net worth programs, what are the slight differences in those programs? And how do you quickly choose which lender to go to reverse mortgages? Now that we have three in the space, like how are they different? Which one do we go to, right? Which one is the best suited for our client and just really making that easier for my team and myself, because it's definitely a more difficult year and everything seems to have hair on it this year. Like There's yeah, always that there's, little you're probably, bit
1: you probably number of lenders you use this year, just like us, is Ghana. Like we're using... Oh my goodness.
0: Yeah, more. Yeah, are you, those yeah. one-offs.
1: And yeah, uh, are you doing many reverse mortgages? Is that something you're seeing more of?
0: So we actually did run a campaign on reverse mortgages. So through my database, we did a few over the last year. Definitely more than I've seen before. It is something that we're focusing on, especially with an aging population. Right? Like mm-hmm. we're seeing this. This is why we're getting so much immigration because we know the bulk of our population in Canada is aging right? So to right. focus on those people and to understand that they're struggling just as much as we are on a fixed income, right? Mm-hmm. Like grocery prices go up and their income doesn't go up, right? So finding the solutions for those people as well is really, really important this year. So we've made a big focus on that in the campaign.
1: Typically, yeah. you're like last year, what would your mix of business be purchased versus refi? And so then how does it look this year?
0: Yeah, so last year, I always have a lot of switches. Purchases aren't as big. I would say they're about 50-50, right? Like it's not something that I had so many more purchases than I did renewals or transfers. Because I do work my own database so much, my purchases tend to be like referrals or my client's children or, you know, those kind of things. I have a handful of realtors that I'm really, really close to. There are always mortgages, right? It's not necessarily a purchase market. Right now we're in a market of share transfer, right? So there will always be mortgages. There are successful brokers out there right now. And our goal as a good broker is just to make sure that that's in my office, right? Like I'm the one doing those mortgages that the people come to me first. So So who do
1: you like for switches? I know that like it depends on the file and stuff, but like who is your go-to for typically on switches you're using?
0: So this year we've had a major shift to CMLS with their combo product. So with their uninsurable transfer to the fixed rate, giving that client the best rate, sometimes extending it back out to the 25 years, and then being able to do the consolidation loan with the HELOC in behind and not have that impact, the fact that I'm doing an insurable transfer, right? So it's been, we've done a lot of those. I'm really, really loving that product. We've been pushing it hard. Manulife has a very similar one with their Select and their Manu1, but I find that CMLS works great. It's very cost-effective. Clients seem to like Mm -hmm. it. So now that they've extended it to different terms, so it's not just fully a five-year, I can do it on the shorter two-year, it's definitely been something that I've focused on a lot more.
1: Right. That's fantastic. Yeah. And then yeah. percent of your business, that comes from referrals. So like you said, to database. So like if we're going to look at uh, all of your files, what's past clients, what's referrals from your clients and then referral sources.
0: Yeah, I would say this year, 70% is past clients. Um, wow. It's hard to tie that into whether or not the client's referring people, right? Because I kind of, when I look at my numbers, if my client has actually referred their children or I'm doing somebody that's close with them, I would say that that's off of my current database when I'm tracking business for referrals this year coming from outside sources, I would give it, you know, another 10%, 15% in there. And then the remainder is new business. Even though I really work my database hard, I am very big on the Google AdWords on making sure that I'm getting my Google reviews. So like when we do our thank you cards to our clients, not only do we ask them when we're doing our touch point when their file is complete for a Google review, because you kind of want to get in there before it gets to the lawyer's office, because you know, things are going to go kind of wonky. It tends to happen at the lawyer's office. So getting in there before and asking for the Google review at that point in time. And then again, we send out a card and we ask them for the Google review and we let them know, you know, we'll send you a $25 gas card if you give us a Google review, right? Right. Almost every time you're getting that Google review and you get an excellent Google review because they're like, send me my gas card, right? We also enter them in to win a monthly draw if they do a Google review after that gas card to win a $250 visa. So that goes live on Facebook. They see the names that were entered in that month, you know, and see who the winner is just by first name. And we send out a music gift card for that as well. So just again, more ways to touch your client, more ways to push yourself up on that Google page and, you know, be recognized, you know, when there's a lot of people out there for clients to choose from.
1: Right. You get business from that as well. You think that comes from like people that Mm -hmm. just Google you guys in your community and then go. they can see you have.
0: Yeah. Five star. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I would say another thing that's really important, especially in this industry, and as Google itself is growing, the Google employees do, right? And they put your name actually on the top of their board at work. A lot of my clients right now are actually Google employees, because my yep. name sits on the top as their top referring broker. So I'll get a call once or twice a week from a Google employee. And those guys make good money. Like, yeah, if I had no, you know, to be a software developer was the way to go. <laughs> like, that's the way to go they make good money so great clients to have great yeah. resource but they definitely google you and they will give you google reviews every time you finish a deal so
1: is there a google yeah, like important. office in kitchener or is it is just mm-hmm. okay so yeah. like they're in their kitchen, yeah, they're true. going to use their own tool okay because i have never yeah. heard of that before but it makes sense yeah. if it's local and they're going to go well they work at yeah, google like, type it in and
0: yeah and, and they walk to my office right like we're 10 minutes away from each other so they walk right over to my office and
1: and yeah. do you meet clients face-to-face or virtual? What are you doing typically now?
0: Both, right? So we have phone, Zoom, or in-person, whatever anybody prefers. I've noticed a shift back this year to in-person. A lot more people are wanting it again. Obviously, 2020 to 2022 was Zoom or phone, but definitely a lot more in-person. People just are looking for that connection. They're looking to develop that level of trust. So really, whatever my clients need. They right, I, do. I see.
1: Like right now, if you had 100 clients, how many of them actually want to see you?
0: Maybe 10%. Right, yeah. It's pretty low, like it's, but it's, it's,
1: still, it's available. Yeah, it's yeah
0: definitely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. I just this whole idea of a director of, wow, you've got me thinking, I'm going to get one of those for our mortgage company. I'm like, we, yeah. we need that because yeah. we have, you know, our mortgage brokers are our clients. And so it's like, well, how do we copy what that is, but for our business, for your, I think it's that's right. It'd be like, huge
0: yeah. for what you do, right. Mm-hmm. Especially training new agents, right. With the, I mean, love like mortgage brokeraging and bricks and everything yeah. you guys do bringing in all those new agents. Yeah. Treat them exactly the same way. It'd be huge for you guys to have that, to have that touch point. So we know our agents shirt size. We know who their spouses are. We know how many children they have. We know the ages of their children. We yeah. know when they started with me, when their birthdays are great. Right? And the same with your agent, right? We touch our agents just the same way as we touch our clients, right? And just making right. sure that they feel important.
1: Right. That's amazing. And have you done anything yeah. with these SIBA loans? Because I know that Denise, that's something that they've done at their office. You know, those loans that mm-hmm. are...
0: Uh, yeah, I know the CBA loans, but I've I've had a few clients who are looking to pay them out now. They seem yes, to be that's what they're doing. coming so up that, on maturity again.
1: Yeah, so the campaign that I've seen some other brokers run is they will basically go to accountants or their self-employed clients and say, hey, these loans are coming up. And if you don't pay them out, the grant part mm-hmm. of it gets added and it can add another $20,000. Yeah. So yeah, that's a campaign that's been pretty effective. So I want to ask about lending, which is not something I normally talk about, but I'm interested because it's such a weird market. Like, is there any other sort of unique product things that you've found you're using more this year than you haven't used other years?
0: For city itself, like our brokerage has a very unique product where we have financing 95% on a refi. It's very yep. similar to like a CMHC product. So it matches the first. You don't do them simultaneously. They will actually use First Nationals five-year rate. So that's the rate they get. And then it's similar to CMHC premium. So it keeps the payments really low and it allows the clients to access equity to a considerable amount, right? So it's a two-year term. You want an out, right? Like obviously all of us taking these private mortgage courses, just like with that, you want to know what your end game is for these clients, because after the two-year period, it does renew into higher interest. So you want to know where am I going with this deal and what's our solution for the end, but that's a unique product that I have. Other than that, like, I think it takes more creative financing this year, but there's not a lot of uniqueness I've found, especially with loss coming in and really scaling back on what our lenders can do and mm-hmm. limiting, you know, that uniqueness among even our B lenders. It's just right. a matter of finding those very small nuances, like the slight differences that can be the difference for our clients. But yeah, really like qualifying a contract, right? Like Avaya to house that we've lost out with some of our other lenders, but there's still a few out there that have it. Yeah. Right. It's just a matter of knowing your lenders, right? Like, Such a huge thing, and I even tell my team all the time, is don't autofile lender emails, right? Like, we're supposed to be experts. It's our job to be brokers in this industry, right? To know our products. Like, that's specifically your job. I think it's more important than doing, like, TikTok content to time block and read your lender's emails. Know those products, even if you're picking five to start. But know those products inside and out. Know what you're able to tell your client because it's going to help you retain, even if there's one lender that does slightly something different, and where you can make that client fit. Right. So I read every single one of my lender emails and I do this full time. I do it all day long, but I time block and I read those emails and I make a point of it because there could be one little thing that literally changes me getting a deal approved or not approved.
1: One of the things I used to do with my lenders is I'd ask them, I'd say, what are you seeing a lot of right now? I'd ask my BDMs, what's the one either term or product? And whenever they tell me, then I'd start digging because I'm like, "Okay," because mortgage brokers are very good at finding unique solutions. There's like a spot. We'll find it. And yeah. so then I would ask them and then they'd tell me like, okay, what is somebody seeing that I'm not seeing? And I try to reverse engineer, like, what is it that right. is getting pushed a yeah. lot of, right? Because yeah. you don't have to come up with it yourself, but your lenders will know. They'll be like, oh, we're seeing a lot of this. And then, oh, okay, that makes sense. And yeah. so I find that to be helpful.
0: Yeah, is there any other
1: questions I should have asked you? Or this has been really a fun conversation. We will have a director of wow. I'm going to do yeah. that for sure. Any yeah. questions I should have asked you or...
0: I just think that for our new agents out there and people struggling right now that, you know, keeping that positive mindset, I think that we we touched on this already, but keeping that positive mindset and knowing that there are mortgages, there will always be mortgages, you know, there was mortgages in 2008, when we saw a recession, there's going to be mortgages now. And you know, every storm runs out of rain, right? It's tough yeah. right now. But we had a great couple of years, we had low hanging fruit, it was a lot of fun to be a broker, you know, you're just taking off the deals. This year, we're working a little bit harder for it. But You know, have fun in what you do. Find the solutions; they're out there. And you know, like I I always try to stay positive every day and have a good time. At you know, doing this I like that. I like
1: that quote: "Every storm runs out of rain." I never heard that before.
0: Yeah. 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 I actually have a business coach. So that's a big one for him with me. Right? Yep. Like anytime that we're chatting, right? So it might be his original quote. I don't know. But you know, I've stolen well, it. You, I've you've it all embodied time. it.
1: And so I've had lots of coaches over the years. And even right now, I have coaches that I get coached. Mm-hmm. And I always think of with coaching is like, you can't read the jar, you know, label from the inside. And I'll look at you, I might be able to see your situation, you can see mine better, because you're not emotionally attached to it, you're not as close. And I find good coaches really are helpful that way. They're like, yeah, oh, yeah.
0: They definitely. Yeah. if you have the ability to invest in a coach, like anybody like new or seasoned or whatever, like, just like you said, you've had several and you have one now. Like, it's something I'd highly recommend. It's really helped me stay focused. Add discipline to my day. Staying disciplined. It's huge. Like get up, dress the part, work your files every day, work your business every day. You know, like don't wait for the phone to ring. Don't sit around and wait for the phone to ring. Right. You're never going to get anything. You've got to be doing something every day. So you don't get that business in, right? So,
1: yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Leslie, awesome to connect with you. Thanks for chatting with me.
0: Yeah, you too.
1: absolutely love this conversation with leslie a director of wow what a fantastic concept and also the idea of using more sms campaigns and so for some stats on sms versus email and there's tons of tools if you just go in to google type in sms tools there's lots of them out there that you can use for this so if whatever you're using doesn't have this baked in there's lots of great options for you and you can compare them, and they're really dirt cheap. So email versus SMS. So SMS gets a 98% open rate. Email, on average, is 19.8. That's four times, five times almost. A click-through rate is 30% on average on SMS versus a 1.7% for email. So that's like, what is that, almost 15 times. And then the response rate is almost six times, so 45% response rate from SMS versus email. So if you're not using SMS campaigns, I would encourage you to start thinking about it. Like Just think about this from a... If you could just 6X the number of people who respond to your messages, you're probably going to do more business, right? Like, and as Leslie said, you can abuse this if you're like, you don't be messaging all the time, but you do want to be using this as part of your toolbox. The second thing that she talked about, which I love was a director of WOW, and this is a concept that we're absolutely going to do for our brokerage, because I think, man, this is a way for us to just stay... You know, human and connected with people. but if you're have a mortgage company and you're like, "What kind of things can I get this person to do?" I'm going to give you eight different ideas that you can apply from this conversation. So I kind of made a list here for you. So the first is obviously, Leslie talked about this, manage and update your CRM. So that person should essentially be your person who manages the entire CRM for you. And so if they don't know how, they can learn it. There's always whatever CRM you're using. There's lots of videos and stuff, but get them to become a master of that so that they can manage it and they can add you know, the campaigns or anything that you want to run on it. I think that's a great idea. Manage, update, and create campaigns through your CRM. That's the first. The second is referral thank you programs so whether that's referral thank you for existing clients that you do thank you throughout the loan process or after but these are all these things that we all know we should do and we start them and then we stop because we get busy and the problem is is that there's a great concept from Dan Sullivan who not how and he talks about what causes procrastination is that often mortgage brokers are like or business owners are like hey I want to do this but how do I do it how do I fit that in how do I always do it it's a wrong question to ask instead ask who can do it for me Who can I get to do this for me consistently so that it happens all the time? As Leslie was talking about, her business is not down this year, right? That is a remarkable feat in this market that her business is on track to do the same volume. If your business is doing the same as last year, you're actually winning in this market. You're taking market share. So manage update your crm referral thank you programs client appreciation events so we all these are things that we typically a lot of brokers will do a couple times a year they can manage the entire thing end to end i'll probably do a podcast on events at some point actually i will i'll do a podcast on how to create amazing events that you can get the most leverage out of them the next is birthday campaigns of course so whether you're doing you know emails or you're using handwritten notes or birthday cards, whatever you want to do, monitor your social media would be another one to look for opportunities for you to connect. So they can be monitoring your social media for your friends and network. And then they can ping either sometimes act as you if it's appropriate, or they can say, Hey, look, it looks like one of your clients had a baby, maybe you should send them a video if you want. Or so then it's a way for you to have someone else watching and then giving you your list of things. do. imagine you go into your social media, and somebody's already said, Hey, here's all the things you need to do today, because I've already climbed through your stuff. And here's the best people to connect with and what you're going to send out you'd be able to do it really quick you would be like i can do this fast so as i said managers here, am referral thank you client appreciation events birthday campaigns monitor social media anniversary calls of course that's an easy one every year happy anniversary we're just checking in how are things going run your sms and email campaigns that's another one that'd be number seven and then number eight would be handwritten notes or anything that gets mailed so if it gets mailed you can be like hey that's, sometimes we want to add that into our business but it's like how do i get it done you're asking the wrong question. Don't ask how you're going to do it. Ask who can I get to do it for me? And I love the idea of a director of wow, that you can use to scale your business and make sure that you get every possible referral from your clients. If you use this, I'd love to hear how you do it. Shoot me an email, scott.ilovemortgagebrokering.com. If this is something you've done or you're doing, I'd love to hear how that goes and share this episode. So if you've got some value from this and you're like, man, I got some ideas, I'm going to copy this, fire this over to a friend, maybe the two of you can Put your heads together and come up with or maybe we'll share a director of wow let's listen to this episode together and then we'll share one between us and get one person or three of us we're going to share this person to help us take care of this part of our business and that will be an investment that will be absolutely worth it so share this episode thanks for listening and i will see you on the next show this is an i love mortgage brokering production